You know, being that we all had to go through the pandemic, one of the gifts of COVID that I took advantage of was letting my agent know I was going to take a break from acting. It was a perfect time to get my health and side passion in check. During that time, I started reading with and coaching actors, and I fell in love with it so much, I decided to become an audition coach and do it for Reels Reels. I never knew coaching would be one of my side jams. I have to say, as I would consistently coach actors on a day-to-day basis, I began to notice common things that actors would do, and I would need to step in and help coach them through it. Being a casting director at one point, I knew that they wouldn't book the room or job if we didn't course correct. What I would experience from actor to actor were the same what I call the five blocks to booking. I had to do something about it to help, so I created a free audio lesson to help actors prep for their auditions. If you feel like you are giving it your all in your auditions, but you're still not booking the room or booking the job, or you're getting frustrated with the process, go to fiveblockstobooking.com and help yourself get out of your own way. There could be something you're missing and not realizing that you too are doing. I'll put the link in the show notes for you. Get into a flow with your auditions. Go to fiveblockstobooking.com and get booking. Hi, thank you for coming back for another episode of the Actors Flow podcast, where the well-being of actors comes first. I am your host, Talia Toms. And if you didn't see in today's show notes, today's episode is a Season finale! Yay! I have enjoyed this ride with you. It has been a learning curve for me. It's been exciting. And I hope it's been great for you too. Now, to end the season, I have a very special guest joining me today. And it is none other than my husband, Tim Heinrich. And this episode is a little different in the fact that he shares why he decided to quit acting and finding his flow with another career. We also share our process over the years with self-tapes and just a spouse helping out with auditions in general. Okay, let's get started. Well, hey, love. Hey, sweetie. This is exciting. You're actually joining me on... The podcast today. This will be. This is a first for us. I know. I've, I've been listening to some of the podcasts, and of course, helping you edit some of them. But I get to actually be on one. That's pretty exciting for me too. I've never been on a podcast before. I've never started one, so this will be. <laughs> <laughs> so this will be interesting. Well, we will dive right in, so the listeners don't have to hear our hubby and wifey talk. Um, but before we get in. But before we get into your story of quitting acting, I wanted you to share if you were SAG, non-union, did you have reps, how often did you go out, and where, and, and were you getting booked before quitting? Yeah, so I, I was SAG after, I still am technically, although, um, you know, I'm not particularly active in the unions anymore, but um, I typically had some form of representation throughout my time. It wasn't always effective representation, you know, uh, as far as going out, you know, maybe I rarely went out more than a couple times a week, you know, on a good week. I, I never had one of those weeks that you hear actors talk about having like 10 auditions or anything like that. I, you know, a good week was like three auditions for me. Yeah. But typically speaking, you know, a few times a month uh, on a semi-consistent and I had, I had dis- decent booking ratios for that, but Um, you know, I only got to a certain level in my acting career as far as bookings and, uh, resume and all that kind of stuff. And you were SAG. Yeah, SAG after. That's right. I know your story, but they don't know your story. So, but it's going to be cool. But it was, it was interesting sitting down, writing out all these questions. Like I know your story, but as I was writing out these questions, I, I, I look forward to hearing 
your answer to some of these because it's going to be in a way that I haven't even heard it. Mm-hmm. So let's get started. Before we talk about the elephant in the room, I know everyone saw in the title that he quit acting. And this podcast is the actor's flow. How does that go together? Well, flow is all about suffering less and being honest with yourself. And so I thought it was important to bring an actor, a former actor on who decided to quit. So how did you know that that was the right decision for you? Okay. Well, yeah, I flowed right on out of acting. It was, that was my <laughs> actor's flow. But, uh, you know, I pursued acting for, I guess, about six or seven years and there was a point in time where I was working on a writing project with a friend of mine, uh, helping him write a book project that he wanted to put together. And, you know, the process and the creative process we were going through, I was really starting to enjoy. We were getting more regular with it. Um, I was starting to get, you know, more creative inspiration as far as uh, how to write the book and things like that. And so during that time, I would notice that when I would get auditions, I would immediately have a feeling of dread. Like I would just, I, I would see the audition and be like, oh, shoot. Like I wasn't excited about them, you know, especially if the audition required me to drive all the way across town and I knew it was going to take up three, four hours of my day. Santa and, Monica. Yeah, yeah. You know, trying to drive over from, from Burbank to Santa Monica. And, and a lot of times they weren't projects that particularly got me excited to begin with. And... After that happened a number of times, I started to pay attention to it and say, you know, if I'm feeling this way about acting, maybe this is not really my passion in life. Um, And it it really reminded me of, it was James Gandolfini in an old actor's studio, uh, or inside the actor's studio episode, where he told the audience, you know, all these aspiring actors, like, hey, if you can go do anything else with your life and be happy, go do that. And yes. it, it kind of resonated with all the, the things I the things that I didn't care for about what it took to pursue a career in acting. And then, of course, seeing that I wasn't even that excited about, uh, you know, when I would have opportunities, I just figured, you know what, uh, I don't want to continue to put my all of my energy into this if this isn't ultimately what's going to make me happy. I love that you knew that. I love that you tapped into your truth. And we were we were boyfriend and girlfriend at the time, so I, I was mm-hmm. there for this this process. And he just didn't have that same spark and excitement that I would have when I would get an audition notice. I'm like, oh, okay, yay! What am I going up mm-hmm. for today? That was my response. Where you know, yours was like, oh, seriously, get this over with. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's that's definitely a true true telling that. It wasn't for you. Now, do you miss it or have any regrets? I don't have any regrets. I mean, uh, immediately after it, because I, you know, I, I made the decision. I, uh, I felt good about the decision. You know, felt like the right thing to do. But you know, of course, I had spent quite a bit of time and and energy and in, in putting my my efforts towards this. So you know, there were certain certainly some moments that I would have here and there where I'm like, oh man, you know, I'd see, or I'd see maybe a friend of mine book something and I'd, you know, have some feelings of jealousy or insecurity around that. But, uh, it was never based on anything real. It was never, um, anything where, you know, I was really like, oh, I think I've, I've made a bad decision here. It was just, Hey, you know, somebody else is having a moment of success. I would like to be having that in my own life. Now, I loved your honesty. You said you would get jealous. How how have you been able to keep that in check with me since I I've, I've chosen to continue to to keep acting? How have you? Because I'm I have never felt that off of you. Like you've been so supportive. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, us being in a relationship and, and a marriage now, of course, uh, you know, I feel like you know I'm part of the team. So your success is my success. So I get to enjoy. Uh, the excitement of you booking a role or you getting a new opportunity, you know, because that's, I'm a part of that. And so it it feels kind of like, you know, I've, I've won in that way as well. So that's, that's part of why that that's always been an easy one for me to get on board with. I like that answer. We're a team. You all cannot (laughs) see me, but when he said that we're a team, I started bouncing up and down. She did. I can verify that. (laughs) (laughs) So now you said before you, what helped you realize you wanted to quit acting is you were doing a writing project for a friend. Mm -hmm. What does writing do for you that acting did not? Well, with writing, you know, 
you're the one creating the world, you're creating the project. You know, when you're an actor, you're being brought in for a role that's already been created. And so maybe that role is a good fit for you, maybe it's not. And, you know, uh, I'm sure you can identify with a lot of the auditions we get, you know, oftentimes it, you, you've got to do some work to find the connection with the character. And you know, obviously, if if that is something that, that is your passion in, in the way that you like to find character, that might be part of the fun for you. But sometimes it's like, I don't see how I even got it called in for this audition because it's not this or, or maybe you don't care for the storyline. Uh, and so, you know, with writing, you're, you're the one creating that world. You're putting the story together. And uh, I just, I really like the process of crafting that story, of, of modifying and, and making adjustments and changes to it as it comes, as the, as the, the story kind of changes within you. So there's a lot of there's a lot of creativity. There's a lot of flexibility with that. And, uh, yeah, I think i say that's what I like about writing. You're so good at writing. I, You know I have an eye for talent. I've always had an eye for talent. And, you know, you and I were in the same acting class. And and you are, you are a very good actor, but there's a difference when it comes to your writing, like, yeah, guys, he is sick. Like I have, I have heard him doing the process when he was writing with his friend, and then just hearing them tell do the story, and then just to read some of his projects, like it's a page turner. Like you have a sick brain. I'm like, how do you come up with all of this? So I, I truly feel you're good at acting, but you are, you have a, such a true talent for writing. Thank you, love. You're welcome. I appreciate that. <laughs> that uh, so I'm sorry. What was the question within that? There was no question. <laughs> I, I just, I, I just, I just really, I, you just, it's, that is a gift for you. Your writing. Well, thank you, love. Thank you. You're I appreciate welcome. That. I, that, I, good for you for taking that in. You and I both have had to learn how to take in compliments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I get that. Now, my goal with this podcast is to always help actors suffer less. Therefore, knowing for sure that acting is for you and the long-haul pursuit, it's, it is important. Now, this episode is not to suggest that anyone quit acting, so let me just make that clear now. But, but it is important for you to always check in with yourself and make sure you have an overall healthy relationship with your pursuit and your career. So did when you decided to quit acting, did you did you ever feel like, oh, I'm going to be disappointing my parents or what other people would think? Did that come in the mix too? Not really. Um no, it didn't. I mean, you know, my uh, my parents hadn't really ever, you know, put any specific weight or expectation on, on what I should be doing or not doing with my life. Uh, you know, to, to, to be honest, you know, especially with my dad, he may not have even fully understood uh, the concept of what I was trying to do sometimes. So it wasn't that he was unsupportive. He just didn't really, he couldn't connect to, uh, you know, how the industry worked and things like that. So sometimes the conversations could be hard to have, but I didn't necessarily feel a sense of, of disappointing anyone. You know, my my own connection to it was always... I guess I had a drive towards acting when I was younger because I, I wanted I wanted people to see me a certain way. You know, and, and the success of being a famous actor, that seemed like, hey, people would see me as, as really successful. They would put me up on some form of a pedestal. Um, and, you know, that would make me happy for people to see me in that way. Thank you for bringing that up. Oh, my goodness. When I Yeah, thank you for bringing that up because... That that is one of your other reasons why you chose, you know, why you chose to quit acting because you realize why you were going after acting versus really being in love with acting. Yeah, you know that they they talk about finding that why for well pretty much anything in your life. You know, it's like you have to have a strong reason to do something, or it's it's unlikely you're going to stick it through. And that was a reason that drove me in my younger years, you know, to, to have this sense of notoriety. And that, of course, you know, <laughs> ties in with all kinds of 
inner things that I've had to explore over the years to figure out where those came from to begin with and, and release them. But, uh, you know, once, and a big part of that, of course, was us getting into a committed relationship. You know, the, the things that kind of drove me for that notoriety weren't really there. They were much less strong. And so, you know, I, I kind of lost the why that I had, which was a, you know, sort of a, a why that would not have been sustainable anyway. Mm-hmm. But so, you know, it just brought it a little bit sooner that way that I realized, oh, this is, this is my drive behind this. And, uh, you know, now that I know that that was my drive behind it, I, I, I can't really continue to sustain that. Yeah, and I'm sure it totally came from somewhere out of childhood, like in high school. We all we all want to be liked and be popular, be among the popular crew, and mm-hmm. um, to be noticed. So I, I think, and I've spoken about this before on the podcast, about people wanting to go after an actor career so they can be famous. That is a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah, you know, much like with me, it might sustain you for a certain level of time, uh, but ultimately, that's a you know, that's something that isn't going to have legs over time. You know, your priorities change as you get older. You know, whether that's because you get into a relationship, you have a family, or just you know, things change for you. Uh, mm-hmm. so suddenly, that's no longer as important to you. So, you know, it could be a starter as it was for me for some people. And if that, if that is what drives you, then, you know, uh, that's what you tap into while you tap into it. But, you know, recognize that there's probably some deeper pieces that you need to, to address there. Um, and, you know, hopefully if, if acting is the way you're, you know, the, the, the path that you're to continue on, then hopefully there's some other deeper pieces you can connect to as well, you know, once that sort of vacate falls away. Amen. You are really good at spotting actors who are serious about their careers and when they are not. Can you tell us a little about, you know, what stands out to you so that you know? And and do you feel those actors would be better off quitting or what course of action would you suggest for them? So just to clarify, which you said seeing serious actors, but who who would I be saying? Like you're real good at when we're when we're talking with another actor, you're real good at you're real good at spotting that they're not really serious about their career. It's a lot mm. of fluff. Mm, mm. Yeah. Uh, well, you, you kind of hit it on the head there, the fluff elements, you know, and, and I'm sure anybody who's listening to this, who's, you know, been in a number of acting classes, you can see when somebody's not connected to what they're doing, right? You know, if they're in a scene, you can tell if they're not emotionally connected to what they're, what they're saying while they're in the class um, or while they're performing a scene. It's kind of the same thing. You, you can feel, you can hear in someone's voice when they're talking about their career, whether or not it's it's something where they need to project that they're doing a certain amount because they feel that that's going to make them look like a serious actor or a yes. serious you know performer to somebody else. And you know the people that would stand out. It's been very few that 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 I could say this about, but all the people I felt this way about ultimately have have made good careers for themselves. Is that it's just, it's that background knowing when they talk about it. They don't, you can tell there's not a level of, of anxiety or there's not a level of needing to prove anything. They, you know, they're just talking about it as though it's just a part of them. And, you know, you can hear the differences when you, when you listen to people, you know, when you really listen to, to what people say. Yes, you taught you taught me a lot to you know when people are talking about their careers. I'm like, okay, that's what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So now, did you feel more relief when you quit acting, or worry about what you were going to do next? There's a little bit of both. I mean, when I first made the decision, and it was a quick, you know, once I made the decision, I I think the next week called my agent and said, hey, you know, I'm I'm. I'm stepping away, um, you know, from from acting, so I won't be needing your services anymore. And, um, you know, I just there was a relief element to that because now I knew, okay, I'm not going to have to worry about auditions coming through or booking or not booking them because that was always a source of anxiety too. Hey, is this agent going to drop me? Are they going to keep me if they if I don't book anything? So I was just like, all right, that's off the table. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about that. So that was a relief element. But you know, at the time, I was still I was just. I was like a shift supervisor at a restaurant. Uh, I didn't have anything else going on. And so letting go of this thing that, that had been 
what my end goal was all this time and now it's not there anymore suddenly I'm like well I guess I'm just now working in a restaurant what do I do because I knew that wasn't you know the direction I wanted to go I wasn't looking to become a manager or own a restaurant or anything like that mm -hmm. so there was a little period where I was like well I'm not quite sure what my next step's going to be uh, so there was some you know a little bit of anxiety around that but it still didn't feel like I had made the wrong decision. Okay. No, you, you knew. I remember the phone call you made to the manager. It's interesting because I, I want you all, you all, the listeners to know that you, you booked How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's a big show to book and then be like, I'm out. I quit. You know, I... And he was so good on it, too. I know everyone's going to go to IMDb to see if they can <laughs> see what episode and all that good <laughs> stuff. Because that was a really popular show. And you did an awesome job on it, I felt. Like, you brought your A-game. Because I've seen your working class. It's, and you, you really brought your A-game on that show. And mm. you know I'm very p peculiar about talent. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, But I... I, I say all that to say when you know, you know, because even though you booked this big show, that didn't make you be like, okay, I need to continue. And what's my next big thing? Like you knew. Yeah. I mean, at the time I, I booked that, I was, you know, very into what I was doing and I had a certain level of momentum, but you know, that momentum kind of ebbs and flows. That was a time where I, you know, a lot of things were happening I was booking more roles at that time, and then, you know, I, I kind of went into more of a dry period after that, and, you know, the highs in my acting career never got to a point where it was ever, you know, sustaining me income-wise in any manner, uh, and I think that wore on me over time as well, uh, because that was a big part of what I was looking at acting for as well, but, uh, but yeah, it... it, it it made it easy, you know, it, it was the timing. Uh, certain times I'd say, yeah, acting is my passion. That's what I was going to do. That's what I would say all those years leading up to that. And then once I got to that point, I was just like, oh, I guess it's not. <laughs> so, yeah. I think that's great. I think it's great to know. Now, share what you do for a living now and how did you fall into what you enjoy? Because now you're in a flow with your career, I feel. Very much so. Uh, so I'm a sales trainer for Volkswagen now. And... Uh, where the flow comes from that, and I'll, I'll give you a brief little story from me quitting acting to getting here, and you know the story, but I'll tell the listeners. Yes. So, sorry I, if you guys hear this huge plane going over. You may not be able to hear it, but it was a little distracting. Okay, continue. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I I quit. You know, I, I did the whole story we talked about, and got rid of my agent, and, and was. It was maybe a few months where I was just kind of working at the restaurant, not quite sure what I wanted to do yet. So I was still working on the writing project with my friend, so I, I had something I could connect to there. But I happened to run into, actually by way of us selling our mattress on Craigslist, I ran into a guy who, who came to look at the mattress and wound up buying it. But he worked in the auto show industry, and I had been a fan of cars since I was 19 years old. In fact, back in college, I had even toyed with the idea of becoming an automotive journalist because that was, hey, cars, writing, those two things together. But at that time in my life, I didn't have enough belief in myself that I could make a career like that actually work or that that was a viable career. Um, so, you know, that's why I was an accounting major because I was like, oh, this is very pra pragmatic. And then, of course, going through school to become an accountant realized I don't really like accounting very much. So... <laughs> It's always been sort of where I'm at at the time, but regardless, that got me into the auto show industry, which I did for about six years and gave me the opportunity to become you know, more comfortable in my own skin because I had to present on big stages at you know, huge shows in front of thousands of people. I had to talk to people constantly. I had to kind of take initiative uh, within our team to get a chance to do things like facilitating for the rest of the group and doing training for uh, myself and creating that training. So all of those things started to kind of come together of what I had used up until that point. You know, I, I could use my acting skills to be a better presenter. I could use my writing skills to create new training content that was engaging and fun for the people uh, that I was training. And of course, that ultimately expanded itself and, and made me look for more training opportunities, which is what ultimately landed me 
where I currently am, and, and I get a chance to sort of merge all of my skills into one with what I do now, uh, which just feels there's a, a higher level of fulfillment that I get from it because of that. I, yeah, I feel you hit that spot on because I remember you did you did quite a bit of theater and you liked that live experience. Mm-hmm. And I see that when you're presenting, I, I can see how it theater was such a great was was such a great background, you know, first job, first thing that you did before your job now. Mm-hmm. So I, I agree with you. It has yeah. definitely helped you now. So, guys, again, I'm not trying to help anyone quit acting. But at the same time, if you are on the fence about it, it is okay. This episode is to help you hopefully make a decision whether to quit or not. Because, again, it's about no longer in your, no longer having yourself suffer and, you know, at more than you need to. Now, as your as your wife, I feel very blessed to have you believe in me and my career and to receive the amount of support that I do from you since I choose to continue acting in the pursuit. Has there ever been a time when you just didn't understand my continued drive or where it comes from? I don't think I ever didn't understand it because, you know, obviously you and I met in acting class and I had a chance to really see up close your talent and not only your talent but also just your conviction in this is what I'm supposed to do with my life you know when we were talking earlier about how I could tell the difference between someone who was serious and was really in this for the long haul versus somebody who was doing it for maybe superficial reasons like I was that that's the difference is the conviction in there so there wasn't any time where I, I didn't understand it you know, um, I think, you know, sometimes, especially with my connection to needing acting to pay off in a certain way, you know, there'd be times where I, I wouldn't know how you would, uh, you know, be okay with the, the process of, you know, not getting a job for a certain amount of time or not getting an audition for a certain amount of time. Um, you know, and those were all the things that kind of weighed on me about the industry, but that was obviously because I wasn't as convicted about why I was there. And so obviously if you're not convicted about what you're, why you're there and you know, if you've been in the acting industry for any length of time, you know, it's not, you know, it's, it's not the most fun process to to necessarily go through uh, the continual rejection and, and lack of feedback that you get when you don't get something. And even when you do get something, you know, it's not like uh, you're tending to get uh, a whole lot of, hey, great job, you know, thanks so yeah. much, you know, we'll, we'll send you a gift package afterwards. It's just like, all right, come up, show up, do your job, get off set, mm-hmm. uh, and then go back to the same process again. The drawing board. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the rejection is real. And I, you know, I honestly don't know where my drive and my commitment and my continued interest and just love for acting, I don't know where that comes from. Um, but I'm grateful for it because I plan to do this until until infinity. <laughs> How about them apples? Yeah, yeah. Now, what advice would you give someone who is dating or partnered with or married to an actor and or entrepreneur? Because I am both. Yeah, well... Uh... You know, I'd say number one is is find a way to be supportive in the ways that you can. You know, you may not even fully understand what drives them to do what they do, whether it's acting or you know starting their own business. And um, but tap in with the fact that it is important to them, mm. and see where you can be supportive in that. And that might not mean you know that you're going to be doing scene work with them every night or, or being a reader for every one of their auditions or anything like that. But, you know, try not to be a, a hindrance to their process because whether it is a conviction that, hey, this is what I want to do with my life or whether it ultimately becomes, hey, you know what, I tried it and I want to move on to something else. They have to have that experience to be able to know that. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're, you know, trying to deter them from it or kind of standing in the way of it, you know, it, it can create conflict, obviously, within the relationship. Um, and, you know, the other person, even if they choose to step away, may always have that little that little wonder in the back of their mind, you know, had I been able to fully go into it, would I have been able to do something? So that would probably be the best advice I could give. 
I love that. And you like roller coaster rides, so yeah. You, <laughs> when I book something, I'm woo way up here, <laughs> and when I, you know, I. I if I don't get a certain project that I really felt I was right for, you know, I don't, I don't really, you know, I don't really go all out and get too upset to be honest, but I'll, I'll at least have my, I'll go through the process of being like, Oh man, Mm -hmm. you know, that would have been so awesome. Well, and that's, you know, going back to the, Hey, if you're, if you're the, the partner in this situation, what do you do? It's like, you know, give your partner space to have their feelings. Don't try to, put a positive spin on it too soon before they've had a chance to really feel the disappointment and go through those stages. They'll get through it, and they just have to have the opportunity to do that. I love that. Mm -hmm. I love that. Hey, guys, let me ask you, do you feel like you are constantly on a rat race and a hamster wheel pursuing your career with nothing to show for it? I, too, have been there. I was running in my hamster wheel like a champ, trying to make it, doing everything that was suggested for me to do. I did it. Like taking an acting class, check. Submitting, check. Marketing, networking, check and check. I did workshops, check. I even said affirmations on a daily basis, check. What did I get in return? Nothing. Nada. Zilch. I started to question if it was all worth it, though quitting was not the answer either. However, I decided to stop doing all the doing and began to refocus my attention on being my best self in my everyday life. I began to live in what I call a flow. A sense of peace, purpose, and happiness came about me, and I allowed acting opportunities to flow to me versus me hunting them down. If you feel like you are on that same hamster wheel and are getting nothing in return, you've reached burnout, or perhaps you are new to pursuing your acting career and would like to avoid the hamster wheel and burnout altogether. I encourage you to grab a copy of my interactive flow guidebook and learn through my stories of struggles and defeat and learn how I created a flow strategy in my life and career. Yep, I said no more to all the doing for my acting career, which led me to book two pilots and a supporting role in an HBO film all in one month. Now, I don't say that to brag, but to show you there's another way. In this guidebook, I walk you through a six-part flow strategy with an interactive process for you to have some structure around your life and career to live and pursue them in a way you truly desire and in which will afford you to begin to book. Just head on over to theflowguidebook.com to grab your copy and begin to find your flow today. I'll put a link in the show notes for you. Be done with all the busy work, getting less, and truly live and book more. Now, you still are a creative type as you still look for that in your own job to do creative things, which Mm -hmm. I love. Share how you enjoy helping with self-tapes and editing the podcast. Oh, yeah, that's fun. Well, that's kind of... You know, you're you're creating something new. You know, I, I like getting in. Uh, you know, finding places where we can you know tighten up what's going on in in the podcast or in the sound or adding new effects. You know, I, I've I've done a lot of video projects over the course of the years between some of the videos I used to do and the reels that we've put together together and together together. You know, that's fun. <laughs> but uh, it. I don't know. I, I find a creative element to that. I, I like creating and crafting and and you know adjusting things to to make them a little bit better and uh that that's a fun process you know it's not just show up do your job go home it's something where you're it's 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 new it's living it kind of that was an unknown talent too you have such a good ear whether we're whether you're editing my reel or editing you know when i have clients who they want me to make a reel for them like you're we work really well together because i'll put you know i'll piece together the different scenes and what i feel will make the 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 real pop but and you have such a good ear to bring in the music and fade out fade in and you're real you're really good at that now hmm let's talk about 
self-tapes and working together. Yeah. Woo, because this was a (laughs) bit of a learning curve for Mm. us. How would you describe how we first started working together when you would read with me and help me with my auditions, even before self-tapes became a thing? Yeah. (laughs) Well, early in our relationship, you know, and obviously just within our relationship ourselves, we were learning how to communicate with one another. You know, we, we both communicate in different manners and sometimes that could, you know, create misunderstandings. And so that can be heightened when you get to an audition setting because obviously there's a lot of emotion just around, hey, I've got an audition, I gotta be there, I've gotta be ready and on time. And also, you know, it's an emotional process to craft a character, to <laughs> bring yes. that to life. And so uh, I think probably the, the, the looking back on it, the easiest way I can look down, it says I would approach, when I was an actor, I would approach things from a different angle than you would. Yes. I would usually want to focus on the technical stuff first. And Which then, is hard for me. Yes, and then bring in the emotional stuff where you were the Which other way around. Which is my money. Yeah, you, you would try to find the emotional thread, and then you would get into, you know, if there was blocking or... Um, you know, specific pacing to the text or anything like that that needed to get done. And so I'd be trying to make you go through it from where I saw it technically, and you were trying to connect emotionally to it, and you're like, I can't do that in this manner. And so we, we so had to find good. that. You're so good. So that was our problem. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> See, I never put that together. I just, mm. that you're you've got that spot on. Because he he had to help me with this. Like, I'm literally frozen if I don't have the emotional tie there yet. Mm-hmm. And if I don't really understand if what's going on with my character and get behind it. And, you know, in the, I'm not like that now, thank goodness. Now I just put it out there. But I really struggled with that. And you were over here trying to do the technicals part. Mm-hmm. You're so good at putting that together. Well, I had a lot of time to look look back on it, but <laughs> but yeah, and and well, once we got to that point, you know, now doing auditions, I can I can approach it knowing your approach, so I can I can be a better support to you in that manner. I I I I used to I used to struggle with, and this is in that free audio lesson that I talk about that I made for the actors. When you come to my website, theactorsflow.com, there's a free audio lesson so you can get over the five blocks to booking. I did it from a casting standpoint as well as an audition coach. But one of the things that I talk about there is ego protection. And I I will be honest, I... That was part of our problem, too. Mm. Um, I was so stuck on my work and what I had done, and you had quit acting, and I was continuing to take these acting classes. So how I already had it, you know, (laughs) was how it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And this is ego protection. If you get the free audio lesson, you'll learn more about ego protection. But I was protecting my work. You know, so it was hard for me to take your advice at first. Right. That makes sense. To, na- to take your direction. Yeah. Well, and I, I could probably put some of my own in there from the other standpoint. Because I'm like, hey, I know what I'm looking at here. I know I should look <laughs> and all this. So it's like there's an, a level of that on the other end. Uh, and then, of course, if you've got to be at the audition in 15 minutes. It, it was even more stressful. <laughs> yeah. So, guys, I don't I don't know about you all. So we, we definitely have had our budding heads and it, it was a it was a it was a big learning curve how how do you think how did we begin to start to work together i vaguely remember just starting to recognize that that you needed to ease into the process a little bit hmm. um when we would start something so as opposed to giving you any kind of real technical notes i would be i would start to look a bit more for how connected were you to what you were saying Okay. And once once you got there, or you know, if you were already there when we started, then it's like, okay, so you've got the connection. So now we need to tighten up the language, you know, the, the dialogue a little bit more. We need to go a little bit faster pace, or um, something of of that nature. Or you know, hey, these lines, you're you've basically got it, but just so that you know, these these words are the exact words. Um, you know, in case you've got somebody who's kind of by the book, if you go into yes. a casting office, so. You're really good at comedy, too. Um, you helped me 
you would you're, you're really good at spotting comedy so that was a help I also had to surrender I think I just grew some and just chose to surrender to really hearing your direction and your take on it and your yep. thoughts. Yep. I had to come to a place of surrender, I remember, mm. which was so nice and so lovely because you get to enjoy the work when you're trying to know, but this is how I have it. This is how I have it. And you're not willing to listen, mm. you mm. know, that it only gets in your way and you don't get to have that joy of playing out the scene and really getting behind the story and the character. So I, I remember I had to surrender to you. Mm. Yeah, no, and, and to give you credit on that, you know, I, I recognize that when you would do it, you would listen more to when I did have feedback. Yes. Um, you know, even if it went against what you were really thinking, you know, we, we were able to come on to a better page as far as what are you going for and how is it projecting right now? Mm-hmm. And, and then it became sort of, okay, now we can work together as a team because we're both aiming at the same thing. Which yes. I suppose we always were. We just were coming at it from different angles. It didn't feel that way. You you were also really good at helping me. Because again, guys, if I didn't know my character and what was going on, I wouldn't even my I wouldn't project hardly at all. Isn't mm, that isn't yep. that what else I struggled with? You'd swallow your words a lot. Yes. Yeah. So it's like you, you could you could tell you weren't fully confident in what you were saying, and, and it came came out. <laughs> I felt better when I watched a Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. movie, and she had the same problem. They would have to bring a coach on set for her because she would have the same problem if she didn't understand what was going on in the scene and, and couldn't get behind her character yet. She she was frozen and she would swallow her words, and I I had to grow out of that. And once I did, you get to play more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, And I thank you very much because you were a big part of me growing out of that. So thank you. Of course, love. You've done great. Oh, thank you, sweets. Oh, okay. So I feel that you enjoy taking the taking over the setup process for the cell tapes when I'm getting ready and you do the lighting and all the technical in. Would you say that you enjoy that? Yeah, I like. To a degree, I like technical stuff, um, you know, because, you know, again, it's a creative process, trying to set up a, a specific frame, trying to get the lighting set up in the right way, you know, just it's it's trial and error, it's readjusting, it's doing little little things, but then you get a, ch- a chance to see a tangible end result of your work. It's kind of like, you know, I used to paint houses and I, what I liked about painting houses was that when you were done, there was a very tangible effect to it. You could see, hey, I did that. I yes. did that work. It's Result. done. It looked like this before, and now it looks like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't necessarily get that kind of payoff with a lot of things in life. And so, you know, that's I guess that's kind of what I connect to about some of the technical stuff. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, as I'm listening to both of us right now, I what I'm learning that's important to work together as a team that's that's working for us too we both found our we know our strengths and our weaknesses and i trust you to just do the lights and set you know setting up for the self-tape i go get ready it's like you're doing your thing i know that now i've learned what you're good at the feedback i can hear you now so i trust you it's it's letting allowing each other to own our strengths Mm, yeah yeah, and and conversely, I'm not coming in to the room and, and trying to be like, okay, you know, the way you need to connect to this emotionally is this way. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, I, I know that you're going to find those threads for yourself. Yes. In the beginning, you and I would just argue and fight for what we believe was perfect <laughs> for the scene, but we weren't listening to each other. Very true. Very true. And now we do, and it, 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 works, it, re- it works really well. I've gotten, I've gotten pinned for different roles. And did we actually, we booked something together too, a self-tape that you were helping me with. So Mm -hmm. it's so just be patient with each other. You will find, you will find your flow in working with each other. Now, when you hear me coaching clients for their self-tapes, do you feel I bring to the table working with you that I ask and expect of them? So you mean when you're auditioning, do you bring 
the same thing that you're asking of your clients. Yes. Yeah, so when you're helping mm-hmm. me with my auditions, do I bring to the table? Because I because you can hear me. You're in the kitchen, mm-hmm. you know, while I'm coaching. Mm-hmm. So do you feel I bring what I'm expecting of my clients? Definitely. Well, you know, you always because it's always important for you. I mean, I, I understand that sometimes. You know, it's like, okay, I got this audition this morning and I got to have it sent in a couple hours from now. And sometimes you may not have a chance to do as much deep emotional work on things. But you always, you know, it's always been so important to you to have an emotional connection. And and actually, you know, I've seen you see it as more of a necessary thing for you to have that emotional connection for you to fully portray a role. So that that's the first thing that you always try to find in your roles. I do. Mm Mm-hmm. I do, mm-hmm. which I, I, it's important for me to help my clients find that too, that emotional tie. Now, you're interested in doing voiceover and adding that to the mix now. Do you feel since you have a corporate job, auditions and auditioning will be different for you than it was when you used to act? Absolutely. Well, one, it's no longer my make or break of you know, what my life is all about, right? So anything I do in voiceover is is secondary to what I already do. I've already found something that I enjoy that gives me, uh, that I can be passionate about. And I don't plan on, you know, stepping away from that. Mm -hmm. So voiceover can be now a fun, almost like a hobby in that manner where I'm not so attached to the outcome of every audition I go into. I'm sure there'll be some where I'm like, ooh, this would be really cool to get, and I might be disappointed if I don't. But at the same time, I don't have to then be like, oh, my God, and now I'm just working in a restaurant, and um, this isn't you know, fulfilling me, and it's not making me into what I was wanting it to be. And I'm so. really needing this to work out so I can quit this job. <laughs> exactly, yeah. It's like, hey, i gotta, I got to book a big series regular so that you know i don't have to do this anymore it's like no i, I already have a job i like mm-hmm. uh so now i can i can approach it more from the standpoint of just having fun i've always said that it is it's a it's a win-win when you have a job you like and it's flexible for you and your boss is behind what you do with acting too it i've always man i even if it was corporate jobs, because I've never been a corporate gal. I've done the corporate life for sure. But those that have that have a corporate job, it's man that and they they allow you to go on your auditions and work on set. I just always thought, man, that's the ticket right there because you're making pretty good money. Mm-hmm. And you can take you you can afford to take care of yourself while you're also going after your career. Yeah, well, and re- whether that is a corporate job or whether that is, you know, I mean, I work for a, a corporation. You know, fortunately, my job gives me a good amount of autonomy. It gives me a good amount of, you know, ability to creatively express myself and do my own projects and modify material that I'm teaching in a way that's that's more personalized for me. So mm-hmm. I feel very blessed that I have that opportunity. I know not all cor- corporate jobs don't t- typically have that sort of sense about them right they're more so like hey you got to do it in this exact manner all the Mm -hmm. time but regardless if it's something that sustains you and to your point you know you talk a lot in in on your website and in your podcasts about the the need to have that flow part of that comes down to you know not having all of your weight all of your emotional ties connected to whether or not I book this or not, because, you know, when you go into a room with that attitude, and that was often when I was going into rooms, when I was auditioning, it was like, if I didn't get this, it was a failure. I was a failure because I didn't book this thing. Um, And, you know, obviously, typically I would book fewer things than I would actually book, or I I would not book things more often than I would book. So I'm feeling that way more of the time about my process. And, uh, you know, whether that's another job, whether that's a volunteering opportunity, whether that's just something else that you're passionate about that you're doing with your life, it's important to have that balance in your life. Otherwise, it's really hard not to bring that kind of sense of desperation or anxiety to your auditions. And and then you're never really bringing your full self or your best foot forward. Yes. I love that you brought up your honesty about feeling like a failure you know, if you didn't book something in your audition, 
get to talk talk to us a little bit more about that because you I let's see I think it was episode the one that I that I have titled how to respond to rejection I believe that's episode three if I'm not mistaken but I talk about sharing how when you notice I was putting my worth because I was let go basically for continuing to do a reoccurring role mm-hmm. it you you saw it that was I was putting my worth behind it all Mm-hmm. Talk talk to us about that. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously, I could see the the disappointment. It wasn't just disappointment, right? It was something bigger than that, or it felt something bigger than that. That you know, this is not just me not continuing to work on a show. This is a, a rejection of who I am, and I can totally relate to that feeling because that was sort of how I felt the whole time I was in the acting industry. It's like, hey, you get the job, then it's like, okay, I'm validated. I'm, I'm, I'm a success. I'm seen as valuable to other people. And when you don't get the job, it feels like a rebuke on your, your, your true nature, on who you are, rather than just, hey, you know, there was a, a business decision that was made, and your character is no longer on the show, you know, as opposed to just some small thing like that. Um, and, you know it's very easy to get ourselves and our identities wrapped up in this career and our worth yes where do you where do you think that comes from it hurts my heart to see one gosh my journey that i that i've been through um where it it literally came down to my worth and it, it hurts my heart to see other actors going through that too and i you know, you said you felt like a failure, so you too were experiencing that. Where do you mm-hmm. think that comes from? I mean, that's probably a whole nother podcast for, okay. you know, <laughs> that that would be with a therapist. But <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I mean, you know, that that's something that every actor should explore about themselves. Uh, because, you know, to, to understand what drives you, and if, it's, if you notice that when you don't book something there's a a really big letdown to it and and you feel those senses of failure or uh, dread or whatever comes up from it, you may want to tap into what else is it connected to because it's probably more than just, oh man, I'm not going to have the $1,300 this job was going to pay that's going to help me out this month with Mm -hmm. my rent. It's Mm -hmm. probably a lot deeper than that. Yes. Um, So where it comes from is probably different for every single person. True. But, you know, you mentioned already, you know, there's things from childhood, there's things from, you know, your current relationships or your past relationships, you know, all, all kinds of things we carry with us. And if we haven't really taken the time to go inward, which, hey, great thing with being an actor, we kind of have to do that. <laughs> and all the unconscious messaging we're sending to ourselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. from childhood onward. Well, yeah, whether from our childhood, whether from sort of what we pick up from sort of what we think society wants out yes. of us or how we should look to society. That was a big one for me. It, it could be anything, but, uh, you know, know that your stuff is, is intertwined mm-hmm. <laughs> in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the more you're able to identify it and, you know, hopefully kind of g- gently and gradually release it, then, you know, you, you don't have extra baggage you're carrying around with you, rather, whether you decide that, hey, yeah, acting is my purpose and what I want to do with my life. Yes. Or you choose to say, oh, you know what, I'm, I see how that was intertwined with my stuff, and that's actually not important to me anymore. Absolutely. And I, I've learned for me, worth, your worth comes from you because, one, you exist. That is mm-hmm. your worth. I, it took me forever to learn that. You know, your own existence, that is where your worth starts. It mm-hmm. definitely is not based around this career, mm-hmm. you know, any part of it. So thank you for talking to me about worth. Now, this mm-hmm. voiceover. So I'm excited you're getting back into it. You, I don't, you kind of done a full circle. You quit acting, but now you find yourself going back to voiceover. So why voiceover? Well, it's interesting because I, I've had a number of, moments and opportunity or times when you know people will tell me throughout the years like hey you'd have a great voice for this or you have a great voice for that and I, I just kind of dismissed it for a while and then I even 
had the opportunity, you know, from through my current job where they called on me to do some voiceover for a specific training event out of the blue, and I got a chance to do that and record in a booth, and it was fun. And uh, I'm I'm doing the training, and then people are listening to my voice on part of the training later on down the line. So it's kind of a fun full circle there, but. I don't know. It's one of those things where it feels like, you know, hey, the universe keeps coming back around and knocking on the door. It's like, hey, you should you should take a look at this. And, yes. you know, I've enjoyed when I've done it. it. There's something about voiceover, much like writing, much like editing, that sort of feels a little behind the scenes, feels there's a certain intimacy to it. And I think the thing being on camera that always was the most challenging for me was not being stiff in my body <laughs> because I was always hyper aware of how, how was I looking? How was I projecting myself? You know, it's like, you know, where do I put my hands? That kind of stuff. <laughs> that tends to be more for guys. It seems possibly so. I, or at least I notice it I've more heard, in guys. I've heard teachers say that. I don't, I don't want any guys to get upset with me. I've heard teachers <laughs> say that for whatever reason, guys have a hard, harder time with their physicality. And being comfortable in their body. Yeah, I, I've noticed it more with guys for sure. But, um, but you know, all of that goes away behind a microphone. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing with your body. I mean, whatever your body does is to support whatever's coming through your voice. Yes. So I, I really look forward to, to exploring that. Yeah, I've, I've been enjoying the voiceover class. So and I, I know you're going to be starting yours soon. So I look forward to seeing how that goes for you. Because mm-hmm. you do have a lovely voice. So now you. you're welcome. <laughs> so now, as I ask everyone who comes on here, the big question. Yes, the big question. Bomb, bomb, bomb. That means we're we are to the last question here. Where would you say you feel like you have a state of flow in your life, and where would you like a little more flow? You know what I'll say is I I really have enjoyed the the flow that you and I have found in our relationship. Aww. That is, um, that's something that, you know, we had to work to get to, you know, we've had different levels of flow over the years, but I, I don't think there's been a time in our relationship that things have just flowed as naturally as they have now. And, and that's something that, that, uh, I'm very grateful for. And then I really appreciate, um, so that's, that's one place. And obviously, you know, there's always, you can always have more flow regardless of in what point, but, yeah. but I like where we're at with that. Um, I love that. Yeah. So do I. But where where I'd like a little more flow, um, you know, I've always had uh, I've always had some hangups around uh, money, personal finances, things like that, and I've gotten to a much better place with that. And of course, you yeah. know, we've gotten to a better place with that, you know, even in physical. So just having a, even more a sense of of ease and flow, even when you know, it's a tight month or things aren't looking as good as or how I would like them to look on the spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. Just not having the, the old fear thoughts come up or starting to clamp down. I mean, what are we going to do? And getting into a place of overwhelm. And I don't really get to that state anymore, but I would love for it to just be kind of like, okay, this is what it is this month. And then the next month's a little bit different because it's, you know, it's ebbs and flows just like the other stuff. So, yes. so yeah, I'd say they're, they're probably still like a little bit more flow. Okay, I like that. Yeah, so there we are. Well, I thank you for coming on to the podcast. This was a treat. Thank you for inviting me. Of course, (laughs) it's I. I was like, I, I really, I really just want to help other actors, you know, tap in with themselves and to see if acting is something that they want to continue to do or not. And if the answer is to not continue to know that it is okay and that you will find your flow. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look, you've come back around to getting into voiceover now and you enjoy your job. That's a win-win. So it's, it's not a bad thing. It's not the end of the world. If you decide that acting is something that you want to no longer pursue or put on hold for a while. Yeah. Well, and, and can I just say one last thing? Yeah, and for I've, sure. I've always really resonated with the message of the actor's flow from the standpoint of, of what I experienced. You know, you, you mentioned it breaking your heart to see people have their worth so tied up in um, whether they get the part or not. And, and that, you know, I've experienced that. I've seen it in a lot of other actors. I've seen what, what us actors go through to try to make it, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
you know, the expectations and the pressure that we put on ourselves that, you know, this has to work out or else. And just recognizing, you know, you bringing in sort of a holistic conversation around that, that showcasing, hey, you know, get clear on what it is you really want. And then let's let's find different ways to make sure that you're taking care of all the other elements of your life, you know, your health, your finances, your, your you know, family, your family, you know, all the things, if, if those things aren't in balance, it, it does not support the other. And I think, I don't think anybody else is really talking about that. You know, your acting teachers aren't talking about that. Your mm-hmm. Casting directors aren't talking about that. They're telling you the message that you need to do whatever it takes to get there, regardless of what it does to your psych, your psychology, your personal health, your family, anything. So I just, um, I really love the message of the actor's flow. I really love that you are putting your heart and soul into this. And I love that I get a chance to be a part of it. Oh, I'm giving you a hug. We're not really hugging right now, but I'm, I'll give you a hug after this. Okay, now we are hugging. <laughs> <laughs> I thank you so much. It, it just like you're you're my biggest fan for acting. You're my biggest fan for the podcast now. So thank you. Love you. Love you too. All right, guys. See you next next season. Yeah, yeah. Take care. Hey, if you enjoyed this episode, just do me a favor and double check to make sure you are following the podcast. And it would mean a lot to me if you would rate, share, and review and tell me specifically what you liked about the episode. Help other actors like yourself find the podcast too that you know can also benefit from listening to the show. All right, until next time, my friends, go find your flow, shine.